Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 84. God's eternal word is spoken, piercing mists around above. Of eternal might the token, emblem of eternal love. Out of darkness, world on, world enthroning, into light, oh, hear it calling. Hymn number 84. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find our readings for tonight. And the theme is love Love alone is power, as stated in our hymn number 179. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. 1 Corinthians. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, 
and have not charity. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. John for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Luke Then said Jesus, As ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my saying, and doeth them. I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house, and digged deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. John now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. He riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a mason, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not,
thou hast no part with me. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken down his garments, and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done unto you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done to you. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Matthew Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them, which were with Jesus, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then Jesus said unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled, that thus it must be? Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. 1 John Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. The principle of all power is God, and God is love. Love. What a word. I am in awe before it. Over what worlds on worlds it hath range and is sovereign, the underived, the incomparable, the infinite all of good, the alone God, is love. I make strong demands on love, 
call for active witnesses to prove it, and noble sacrifices and grand achievements as its results. Unless these appear, I cast aside the word as a sham and counterfeit, having no ring of the true metal. Love cannot be a mere abstraction or goodness without activity and power. As a human quality, the glorious significance of affection is more than words. It is the tender, unselfish deed done in secret, the silent, ceaseless prayer, the self-forgetful heart that overflows, the veiled form feeling on an errand of mercy out of a side door, the little feet tripping along the sidewalk, the gentle hand opening the door that turns toward want and woe, sickness and sorrow, and thus lighting the dark places of earth. Jesus, who so loved the world that he gave his life in the flesh for it, saw that love had a new commandment even for him. What was it? It must have been a rare revelation of infinite love, a new tone on the scale ascending, such as eternity is ever sounding. Could I impart to the student the higher sense I entertain of love, it would partly illustrate the divine energy that brings to human weakness, might, and majesty. Divine love eventually causes mortals to turn away from the open sepulchres of sin and look no more into them as realities. It calls loudly on them to bury the dead out of sight, to forgive and forget whatever is unlike the risen, immortal love, and to shut out all opposite sense. Christ enjoins it upon man to help those who know not what he is doing in their behalf and therefore curse him, enjoins taking them by the hand and leading them, if possible, to Christ by loving words and deeds. Charity thus serves as admonition and instruction and works out the purposes of love. The new commandment of Christ Jesus shows what true spirituality is and its harmonious effects on the sick and the sinner. No person can heal or reform mankind unless he is actuated by love and goodwill towards men. The life of Christ Jesus, his words and his deeds demonstrate love. We have no evidence of being Christian scientists except we possess this inspiration and its power to heal and to save. The energy that saves sinners and heals the sick is divine, and love is the principle thereof. Scientific Christianity works out the rule of spiritual love. It makes man active. It prompts perpetual goodness, for the ego, or I, goes to the Father, whereby man is godlike. Love, purity, meekness coexist in divine science. 
lust, hatred, revenge coincide in material sense. Christ Jesus reckoned man in science, having the kingdom of heaven within him. He spake of man not as the offspring of Adam, a departure from God or his lost likeness, but as God's child. Spiritual love makes man conscious that God is his father, and the consciousness of God as love gives man power with untold furtherance. Then God becomes to him the all-presence, quenching sin, the all-power, giving life, health, holiness, the all-science, all-law, and gospel. Love fulfills the law of Christian science, and nothing short of this divine principle, understood and demonstrated, can ever furnish the vision of the apocalypse, open the seven seals of error with truth, or uncover the myriad illusions of sin, sickness, and death. Know, then, that you possess sovereign power to think and to act rightly, and that nothing can dispossess you of this heritage and trespass on love. If you maintain this position, who or what can cause you to sin or suffer? Our surety is in our confidence that we are indeed dwellers in truth and love, man's eternal mansion. Such a heavenly assurance ends all warfare and bids tumult cease. For the good fight we have waged is over, and divine love gives us the true sense of victory. O Christian scientist, thou of the church of the newborn, awake to a higher and holier love for God and man. Put on the whole armor of truth. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation, that ye may go to the bed of anguish, and look upon this dream of life and matter, girt with a higher sense of omnipotence, and behold once again the power of divine life and love to heal and reinstate man in God's own image and likeness, having one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Whatever holds human thought in line with unself-love receives directly the divine power. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day 
our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Number 180, love the Lord thy God, love is staff and rod, for heart and soul and mind. In this command, forever strong, to silence thoughts of wrong, all laws fulfillment find. Hymn number 180. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting 
for Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is through our various websites, many of which are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's inspired message is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. We are so thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much material that we are offering free of charge. We do not charge anything to download, to access, or whatever. And there's so much there that's all inspired and healing for your reading, your study, and listening. I'd like to point out a couple of items we're now uh, featuring on the homepage of our English website, one of which is the most recent of our magazine, the most recent issue, Love is the Liberator, and the theme of that magazine is Handling the Weather. And there's another beautiful article that I'd like to recommend. It's entitled, The Beatitudes. That was written by Doris White Evans. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a special teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. And indeed, many of the students do attend by telephone. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. A couple more announcements. Our publishing department's been very active recently. The quarterly for the fourth quarter of the year has been printed and mailed, as well as the most recent issue of Love is the Liberator that I mentioned earlier. For those of you who subscribed, it has been printed and mailed. One more announcement. Tomorrow night, meeting of the members. So for those of you who have joined us in membership, please join our meeting tomorrow night, which starts at sharply 8 p.m., if you can't make it to Plainfield to attend, you can attend by the teleconference feature. And uh, as a result of our meeting tomorrow, we will not be having the 9 o'clock Unity Watch. However, the 10 o'clock Unity Watch is still on, so join us then. Okay. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, Testimonials.
Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But also keep in mind when you do so, we're gonna be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Ella from Canada, go ahead. A few months ago, I had experienced dizziness. There, every time I laid down or got up, my daily activities were not impaired. My prayers included denying the dizziness and nothing happened. And then I realized I forgot to affirm God's allness, this, His powerfulness, God is spirit, and only spirit. I did call a practitioner. The symptoms of dizziness disappeared. I was grateful and started to write a testimony on the computer. This testimony was lost, and I could not find it when I was ready to send it. Next, the dizziness returned. Needless to say, I was miffed. By this point, I realized I had to handle animal magnetism specifically. AM could not get me going in circles. I asked myself, what am I going in circles about? And who or what am I trying to please that just does not want to be pleased? I got my answers. I told myself to stop going in circles, pleasing matter, and personality, I focused on going directly to God for all my needs and giving Him credit for all the good in my life, past, present, and future. I actually forgot the specific day in which the business stopped. Thank you, God, practitioner, and Plainfield. Thank you. Mara, Mississippi. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. Hi everyone, I'm so happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. Since finding Plainfield Christian Science Church, I have had healings involving my pet. My tiny dog had a huge growth on the side of her neck that disappeared through prayer. And my cat, Ferb, had a large inflamed eye that healed overnight through prayer. I feel that animals are so easy to see as perfect ideas of God. I have a very, very large dog. He is a great Pyrenees and almost the size of a small pony. Phineas has been around for a long time, but often still acts like a puppy. 
This past Saturday, he got loose and ran off into the woods because he heard some barking dogs. As I watched him run away, I did not chase after him, but prayed and knew that God was all around him and protecting him. After a while, when he didn't return, I walked by the lake on our property to see where he could be. Um, I found him in the lake on a rock at the side of the lake. I've never seen him in the lake before. And my first reaction was to feel fearful and upset because he looked like he was hurt and stuck. I thought about yelling out to my husband for help, but instead thought, no, I don't need help. And I knew that right here, right there, and right then that Phineas um, is in God's world and God's kingdom. He is safe. And I walked down the hill to where he was and saw that a vine was wrapped around his hind leg. Uh, I ripped off the vine, and at this point he walked a few steps, and he was still sitting in the water, so I sat next to him on the bottom of the hill and pet his nose. And I continued to pray to know what to do. I could tell that he was injured and unable to make it up the hill. So I grabbed onto his collar and helped by pulling him up as he walked. Once at the top, he rested. And after some time, we made it back to the house. I gave him a soft blanket to lay on and continued praying. But any time he got up, he walked in a very awkward way that I could tell he was uncomfortable. I continue to pray for him by knowing that he is the perfect creation of God. Nothing could affect his perfection, not age or accident. I knew he was a, is a loving, um, loyal, and obedient dog, a spiritual idea that God made. And the next morning when we got up, not only was he walking normally, but he even ran after the ducks to chase them. Um, this is just another example of God's love for all his creation. I'm so grateful for my practitioner. I'm thankful for um, the beautiful readings by Amanda and everyone at Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church uh, for all you do to help people by sharing Christian science. Thank you. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. In the article Age by Mary Baker Eddy, it says, quote, God just told me what age is. Age is God's open door to eternal truth. She writes, never record ages, and this is true. Never record ages in appearance, end quote. Also, I read, to not worry about regaining youth, but rather to go forward down new roads. Some time ago, I was experiencing extreme hair loss, and after praying for myself as well as others, I asked my practitioner for help with this situation. I am very grateful that things have returned to normal, a normal appearance. In the article mentioned above, is a favorite line that I repeat often, quote, you do now and ever must manifest the God life that is shining in you. It is working always in every part of your being to will and to do, 
end quote. We learn here at this wonderful church to face every challenge, big and small. Thank you to my practitioner for her guidance, loving support, and endless patience. God is so good, and this is Eddie's selfless dedication to this science of the Christ is doing exactly what she intended, bringing healing, blessings, and understanding to the world. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Every once in a while, I like to um, look back and uh, consider the many of the things that God has done in this church and for this church. And every time I do that, I, I am on my knees in awe at what God has done. And I'd like to share a few of those things that come to mind. Uh, I've done this before. Some of you have heard this before. But for those of you who have been around for a long time and experienced these, you may find it helpful to remember what God has done. And for those of you who are newer to this church, I hope you will find it instructive uh, as to what God has done and always will do for his, for his children. When we first were excommunicated and became independent, uh, we were hit with a lawsuit and the board of directors in Boston hired the largest and most expensive law firm in New Jersey to sue us. And God provided for us one of the best attorneys in the state of New Jersey, right in our own neighborhood, right in our own town, right here in Plainfield. When we needed a printer to print our own lessons and our own magazine, he brought us a professional printer from New York City who knew exactly what to do and did a wonderful job for many years. And when we needed an electrician to wire the church to set up our broadcasting and audio system decades before other churches began doing that, he provided a master electrical engineer, not just an electrician, and he did a wonderful job. And when we needed a new organist, well, God rose up one right out of our Sunday school. <laughs> Who, was, who served us faithfully for many years. And when we needed a replacement, well, we now have one of the finest organists in New Jersey, maybe in the whole United States. <laughs> Jared, where are you? <laughs> and when we needed a new soloist, God brought one of the finest soloists and instructors of music in New Jersey for us. When we needed someone to move and upgrade our audio equipment, he sent someone with the skills to do so. When we needed someone to oversee the church website, he sent us someone with the skills and the desire 
to do so, and he has done a wonderful job. And, all after all that, he provided us with the funds to pay for all of this without our ever having to go into debt to do so. Well, this could be a much longer list, but I think you get the picture. In each case, God brought what was needed just when it was needed, not too soon and not too late. He always has, and as long as we are faithful to him, he always will. I'm grateful to see lives changed and healed, including my own. I don't know where I'd be without this church and the Christian science that is practiced here. And of course, recently, God has brought to us many of you from around the world who are helping write for our magazine, write lessons, translate for our foreign language websites so that people around the world can find the word of God in their own language, proofread. And all of this is not the work of one person in charge, although Mrs. Evans many years ago was a formidable practitioner and teacher. But it's the work of many people who humbly obey God, and God does this for us. So I'm very grateful to be here, very grateful to have learned real, practical, true Christian science, grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for her discovery and for what she went through to establish a, a, a church a full of independent churches, a, re, a religion, if you will, of independent churches, intended to be independent, that is. I'm so grateful to be here with you all tonight, and thank you, Amanda, for those fine readings. Thank you. Craig. Amanda, thank you very much for those fine readings. <laughs> the uh, love is a great power, and thanks to her uh, telling us we need to be told daily, and we need to affirm it daily and hourly, and to be I think uh, if we're going to be stubborn about anything, be stubborn about that. That we're going to be going to love and we're going to keep on loving until there's, <clears throat> well, just keep on loving. And, and we can only see heaven and good things as a result. <clears throat> I, uh, I, I have a sign in front of my house. I thank God for that too. It says, Welcome to Paradise. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful picture, and I mean it. And it's because of this church, God, this church has protect, provided such protection for us, for all that work for Him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it's like chariot of fi fire, angels just there. Everything is going to go right as long as you're doing right by God, and and it has. I uh, recently. I like to garden, and I, I, and I like to landscape and fancy paint and things. Well, I've had all sorts of things have happened to me, and none of them have harmed me. Uh, uh, just the other day, 
two Rockweilers broke loose and and came chasing myself and my my, my dog. I uh, I was concerned. They're God's creatures, but I didn't know them well. And uh, I quick stepped and got to the house. And, and when they caught us, all they did was sniff my dog, and we went inside. That was protection. Uh, and uh, I was cleaning up my yard, and I, <clears throat> I stepped on a, a yellow jacket nest, and, and it, it, it one of them just a reaction and stung me, but uh, it was no harm or just no God's creatures, and and they always be well and all was. And as quickly disgust, uh, the pain went away. Mosquitoes bit me while I was pruning, but nothing ever swelled up. And it just disappeared. We we're just doing what's right, right for the world and right for our families, and so only right can come. Uh, I'm just very glad to see that you know God is working in our lives, and uh, it works in the lives of every one that works for him and every other one, to them too, but even more so in the ones that work for him. This is wonderful murder he has provided for us. I've never imagined it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I'd like to thank Amanda for these uh, marvelous readings. And in fact, there's one passage that... Uh, she read that meant a lot to me. And it's from Miscellaneous Writings where Mrs. Eddy says, I make strong demands on love, call for active witnesses to prove it, and noble sacrifices and grand achievements as it results. I hope everybody got the picture that love is not something that's passive. It is active. And there was a time a long ago, when I really needed to learn this um, badly, I had a job, but it came to a conclusion. And uh, when they let me go, I was actually very despondent. It kind of came without any expectation, and it kind of threw me for a loop, quite frankly. But there was a wonderful teacher in this church at the time, and she gave me this passage to make strong demands on love. And uh, of course she prayed for me. But what that did for me that time was that it opened up my eyes to see more of God's goodness for me and for everyone, but also for what my place in the whole picture is, and that is to lovingly serve. And that there was a place for me to do something good, useful, helpful, and that I could find it, and I could uh, take it on cheerfully and lovingly. So that turned the whole picture around, and it wasn't long at all. I found a couple of part-time jobs that helped me immensely and taught me a lot and got me through my next stage that I had to go through then. So it's a wonderful to learn that act love is active, and it is strong, and it is all good, and there's nothing passive about it. So I'm grateful for this lesson from Mary Baker Eddy and from the help from the practitioner at that time. Jeremy. Thank you for the readings. I'm very grateful tonight 
for how, through being a member of this church and having regular practitioner support, I've been taught Christian science and have learned to ever more fully appreciate Mary Baker Eddy for her lifetime of work for God and mankind. The more I learn about all she did and all the times that people returned her kindnesses and love with shameful behavior, I just am astounded by the unself-love and, and forgiveness that she was able to show for God, you know, for mankind through God's love. And I, I know I'm still working to live up to the example she left for us, but through Christian science, I have the roadmap to be what God made me to be. And I'm so grateful for this church and my practitioner for pointing me in the right direction day by day. I'm grateful also for all Christian science has done for me, which has helped me to better understand and love Christ Jesus and the Bible as well. I'm so thankful for my time here in Plainfield and grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Tonight I wanted to thank you all for the precious recordings, the lessons, the roundtables, the articles from our early workers in Christian science, the services and meetings, how we love our 24-7 reading room. It has saved us so many times. It is truly a priceless gift. I had my earbuds plugged into a roundtable one day recently when doing my chores. I was getting quite frustrated with my little vacuum cleaner. It wasn't working very well, and the roundtable started talking about just being grateful for everything in our lives. The account was shared of someone who loved her car very much. It was a very good old car, and it never let her down. And this theme of being grateful and loving for all that God gives us features very often in the roundtables here. I have found that this kind of conversation has really helped me to be more aware of my thought, so more able to truly love God with all my heart, just as the scriptures tell us to do. So rather than thinking that this vacuum cleaner was difficult to manoeuvre or wasn't cleaning properly, I started to be grateful to God that I even had a vacuum cleaner because it is a wonderful invention and much better for carpets than the humble broom. Over the next few weeks, I started to notice how improved the vacuum action was becoming. Until now, it actually has become a very good vacuum cleaner. So now I do love my little vacuum cleaner and it is doing a simply smashing job. Yesterday, as I was vacuuming, I could hear that something was caught in the motorised head of the machine. It was quite a loud clicking, and I turned the head over and watched the bristles whirring around, but couldn't work out where the sound was coming from. Later on that day, I tried again, with the head turned away from my face this time, and a little rock shot out from the head, quick as a bullet. I just turned the whole machine off and thanked God so very, very much that that little rock did not hit me or hurt me, that I had turned it away from my face at that time, 
and I also gave a prayer of thanks to Plainfield Independent for showing me the importance of never being ill-humoured, so that God is always working in my life. He is the master of every situation, taking care of everything so perfectly, keeping us safe through every single thing that we experience. And he made sure that my vacuum works and that it did not cause any harm. So thank you, dearest Plainful Independent, for the remarkable 24-7 reading room that teaches pure Christian science so that we all may learn to be more grateful and loving to God, our Lord God Almighty, who gives us all our identity, our health, love, companionship, purpose, the very gift of life divine. Thank you all so very much and so much love to you all. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I'm so grateful to be here at this church learning about true love, the love that Christ Jesus lived and taught and that Mary Baker Eddy lived and taught, that heals, redeems, restores, saves, corrects. I'm very grateful for my practitioner's prayers and instructions over the years that have been breaking down the obstacles in my thought so that I can learn how to practice day by day to love my neighbor and to get my focus off myself. The other day I had an interaction with an individual who had been assigned to help me. The last couple of times these interactions were very unfriendly and curt, unlike in the past uh, year and a half where we had uh, similar experiences and it was really not good customer service either. I was uh, more alert this time to pray about how I was thinking about the situation. In the past, I would take it very personally and allow it to disturb my feelings and perhaps even try to find some human effort to fix the situation. Being trained here to never be off guard, ill-humored, or unready to work for God I took the time and prayed. I, t I stopped a moment to be quiet and asked God, what did I need to know about this particular situation? Almost immediately I got my answer. I had a memory that over a year ago I had to report an issue that needed correction. And since he had been helping me at the time, he probably also got corrected for the mistake that was made. At the time, I knew the action I took was principled, and although it took a lot of courage for me to speak up, it actually would not have been right to ignore it. I felt such a deep compassion for him. I knew he could only be blessed and learn from the situation, and I knew that no harm was meant. And mostly I just felt a love for the man of God's creation. Um, often during the week, I will read the definition of man in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. 
During this time, I could feel a sense of peace wash over, and I just uh, went on being kind and friendly, and uh, about and I went on <clears throat> home that day. And the next day, I had to go back, and again, he had to help me. But this time, his whole demeanor was like night and day. He went over and beyond to help me. He was so kind and warm and gracious, more than even before. It was so uh, sincere and beautiful that I knew it was the prayer. I was so grateful for this lesson and not taking offense and the importance of loving no matter what response I received. I'm so uh, grateful for our Christ Jesus giving us these instructions and Mary Baker Eddy for her writings and her sacrifice and so grateful for all the sacrifice of the people of this church to continue this beautiful teaching. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. Thank you for the wonderful readings and music. A week ago, I had a wonderful proof of God's ever-present love and direction. On Sunday, when I got home after church, I couldn't find my house keys. I called my landlady to see if she would be home soon so I could get into my apartment to look for them. It was just a short while before she came home. I got inside using her house keys, but couldn't find my keys anywhere. I then kept getting a strong thought to go back to church to look for them. The thought was so strong, I just knew it was God directing. I got to church and headed inside church on the sidewalk between the parking lot and the back door. Just before entering, I looked down at the sidewalk and there were the keys, there on the ground between the sidewalk and the lawn. That was the only time I looked down, and there they were. I kept thanking God so much, as that was Him directing me, and not a coincidence, it was all God. What a proof of listening to God and obeying, all working out perfectly. I thank God for His ever-present love, for his bringing me to this independent Christian Science Church and all my blessings. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening, and thank you for this wonderful service as always. Um, as an owner of rental units, I was tempted to be fearful of the rising cost of heating oil which is included in all of my rentals. Mary Baker Eddy, in her book, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, gives one of the definitions of oil as heavenly inspiration, quote-unquote. Knowing this, I decided to think of oil in this manner and be so grateful for that inspiration that is ever with us. In my daily prayer, I always affirm that I will and do know what correct business decisions to make involving my rentals. It came to me one day during this time 
that it would be wise to raise the rent in accord with the rising fuel and utility costs. Raising the rent is not something that I like to do. I care very much about the tenants, and for that reason I rarely do it. But as I prayed about it, I realized that whatever was right for me would also be right for the tenants and could not hurt them. After a few days, a number came to mind that I felt very settled and comfortable with. At about the same time, it came to me to shop around for a better oil price than the one I was being offered. In the end, the price I was given came out to be almost exactly the amount that I would gain from raising the rents. It's no coincidence, as I have learned many times over, that looking to God for solutions in every aspect of our lives is the only way. Webster's 1828 Dictionary gives this definition of inspiration. The infusion of ideas is the mind by the Holy Spirit. Conveying into the mind of men ideas, notices, or monitions by extraordinary or supernatural influence, or communication of the divine will to the understanding by suggestions or impressions on the mind, which leaves no room to doubt the reality of their supernatural origin. I am so grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, to the Plainfield Church, and to my parents for, for giving me the greatest gift of all, Christian science. Thank you, and good night. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings on love. I love this word, and I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for explaining it and for all that I have learned about this word love. I now appreciate how mighty and powerful this word is. I have learned also how to love divinely, love God and man. And it is God loves me that healed me of my fears. Because instead of the fear, love replaced, replaced that sense, that false sense. I know, I remember I kept saying to myself, God loves me. I had to accept that first. And then I learned how to love God supremely. I am so grateful for learning about the actual, the real meaning of this love. And I am so grateful also that it is through this church that I learned that if we are not loving, we are not really living. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. I thank God for showing us his love. And I'm so grateful to be learning to love him most and mankind. Happy to be here tonight and thanks for all the testimonies so far. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. I have a couple of things to read, expressions of gratitude. The first from Virginia. Many thanks for the September 14th Wednesday meeting with its inspired readings on Christian healing and its call to do the works through right thinking and right acting. What a privilege it is to have this instruction and this opportunity. And thank you to everyone who testified bearing witness 
to proof of this obedience to God. Thank you for the love, honesty, and uplift that flowed from this exalted time of praising God. It was very precious. And then a testimony from Hawaii. Aloha. The round table entitled, Whom Do You Serve, God or Mammon? And this past week's Bible study really struck a nerve with me. I have spent a good portion of my life chasing the elusive mortal dream of love and acceptance and in all the wrong ways. As a child, my mother, who was both beautiful and alluring to men and women alike, was my blueprint for what the perfect daughter, wife, and mother should be. Everyone's muse, a wonderful conversationalist who loved dance, music, drink, and merrymaking. Our home was always filled with many kinds of people, from artists and educators, conductors and professors, along with borderline criminals and madmen. Early, I vainly attempted to follow her suit. After all, it was expected of me. Always falling short, it took many years of disappointment and suffering to come to the conclusion that my efforts fell into the category of vanity and futility. Finally, sick and tired, miserable, and demoralized by my human expectations, I turned towards seeking a greater understanding and demonstration of love. This search led me eventually to the doorsteps of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. How grateful I am to God, the Christ, Mary Baker Eddy, for firmly and lovingly directing my tiny steps challenging me to pursue a greater expression and demonstration of love. Who, I, who am I loving? What, I, what am I loving? And how am I loving? This pursuit has provided me with life, long study plus, with lifelong study plus stability, acceptance of both myself and my mother, and the understanding that progress is entirely possible if only I follow God's lead. And his dance card is always wide open. Ever grateful for the eternally bubbling stream of truth Plainfield provides all seekers. Thank you also for not shying away from the topic of sex, as I, do, as I too had questions where Mary Baker Eddy and Christian Science stood on this subject. I came away with more respect and appreciation for our little but grand church, with warmest regards. Thank you so much tonight for those beautiful readings, so many wonderful selections. I'm so very grateful that once we became independent, our Wednesday services included selections from prose works, because there are so many priceless gems in that book. I've read it many times, but on Wednesday nights I always hear things I felt like I've never heard before. So I'm so grateful for that beautiful selection tonight to be inspired to always love more. The other evening I turned to my hymnal, to hymn number uh, 57, and it is a hymn that has comforted me many times during dark times. And um, the second verse... It's just so beautiful. I just wanted to share it tonight before we close. It says, 
Should fond hopes fail and skies seem dark before us, should the vain cares that vex our days increase, comes with its calm the thought that thou art o'er us. Then we grow quiet, folded in thy peace. That verse has never failed to comfort me. And just that one thought that God is o'er us and that we are unfolded in his peace. I'm so grateful to be learning about this God of love in this church. And everyone have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Yes, I'll be reading the third verse, hymn number 179. Love now is dawning over every nation, showing true brotherhood, publishing salvation. Love bids all discord cease, conquering hate, enthroning peace. Love, love alone is power. Hymn number 179.